Welcome to episode 263 of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the No Pro headquarters in Los Angeles, where, as I am recording this, it has not yet broken out into a monster heat wave for Labor Day weekend, but it's going to get there. So the happiness you hear in my voice is that it is still temperate for now. Uh, Speaking of places that are hot... We're going to Vegas today. We're going out there because Area 15, Area 15, the entertainment, the immersive entertainment complex is going to be a soft opening on September 17th. Uh, We've been waiting a long time for Area 15 to open up. It will ultimately be the home of Meow Wolf Las Vegas uh, and the Omega Mart. Uh, There's going to be a bunch of stuff in there. Today on the show, we have Area 15's CEO, Winston Fisher, and Chief Creative Officer, Michael Benville, on the show to talk about what's opening up, what it's going to be like, how the roadmap's looking, how COVID's changed things. All of it's going to be in there. Uh, this is one of those, uh, you know, three-person internet phone calls. It's all in different rooms, so sometimes it goes the way those go. Uh, but all of the things you are curious about, about Area 15, they're in here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out there uh, when I can finally get away from L.A., um, and seeing what it is they've cooked up. This thing's been... This thing's been uh, been on the horizon for a while now, and here we go. The daylight has caught up with the horizon. So we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes here. Um, before we do that, a couple of quick things. One, um, yeah, first thing, we're going to talk about the Patreon. No, 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 don't fast forward. Not, not yet anyway. There's a couple of fun things going on in VR right now that are open to everybody uh, and are, are, are free. Last weekend, we had Liz Rosenthal, one of the co-curators of Venice VR Expanded, on the show, on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, you can jump back and listen to it. Uh, Venice VR Expanded is open right now, and it is free indeed to check it out. Uh, It is on every VR platform uh, in one form or another, a Vive port if you've got the Vive, uh, there are uh, some of the three-off uh, video stuff is on the Oculus TV. There's also a number of uh, pieces that are available if you have accreditation, uh, which is 100 euros. And uh, there's just it's just a wealth of material in there, and it's going through September 12th. Totally worth checking out. We're going to have some festival diaries and some reviews of pieces. We are, we're starting to go through it uh, at home. <laughs> Both myself and Catherine are checking things out. Also going on this weekend, uh, you know, Burning Man was, uh, of course, not able to happen this year. Speaking of being in the desert, uh, <laughs> Burning Man's though it's come to Los Angeles with this heat. Uh, there are a, there's a whole Burning Man multiverse thing going on. That was the theme for this year, and little did they expect that they were going to wind up having uh, digital 
Burning Man camps all over the place. If you go to the Burning Man website, you can see what all of them are. There's some things that are 2D, uh, accessible via Zoom party type stuff. But the thing that I'm really excited about uh, that I've got to do so far, uh, and mind you, I've, I've never been to the burn. Plenty of reasons why, complicated story, just as it happened. Uh, not, not for right now. Um, alt space over in alt space VR, which again, available across a number of platforms and also is, uh, you can go in via 2d on your laptop, either PC or Mac, although the Mac is new and eh, a little janky. Uh, there's this thing called, uh, BRC VR and they've recreated burning man, uh, in VR. And it's actually really it's it's impressive. Like, it's like people have been exp- describing Burning Man to me, and I've seen footage and pictures, and I have friends who go every year. And like the Burning Man, I've imagined uh, is kind of inside Alt Space right now. And there's a few things in there, and Alt Space, which I haven't checked out in a few years, has really matured as a platform, and uh, on the user experience side. So I'm excited about that. Um, if you are in the NoPro uh, Slack, uh, check out our virtual, uh, uh, our virtual and augmented reality. Vir- yeah, uh, <laughs> check out the virtual reality board. Also check out the random board uh, because there's probably going to be uh, some more excursions in there, and I am more than happy to run around with people and fly around with people around the virtual Burning Man. So lots of fun stuff going on in VR this weekend. Uh, you should check it out. Also, if you're looking for stuff to do uh, and you want to make some some plans, um, of course, go to everythingimmersive.com. Uh, that's our searchable site uh, where we get producers come in and put information in and we fill it out and you can search it. Also, do keep your eye on the NoPro Newswire, particularly when it comes to the spooky season stuff, a lot of the big commercial things and the pop-ups. Uh, things like the Stranger Things event, the Freeform event that's happening in Los Angeles. Uh, that's where that is going to manifest as we continue to kind of uh, get the vibe between the two sites uh, harmonized and for us to be able to, you know, expand our coverage for you. All of which is paid for by our Patreon backers and that loan I took out from the government, um, which I need to repay thanks to our Patreon backers. Uh, so <laughs> I am transparent because I have no money. Uh, Patreon backers are absolutely amazing people. Every single one of you. Uh, we have a new one right now. Uh, Ryan Dennison has joined in. We also lost a few people. Uh, things are kind of balanced out. Uh, we're down to 332 backers. Uh, we are now 18 shy of our next big milestone of 350. But a couple of our new sustaining backers have come on board. So we're gaining more sustaining backers. Those are high dollar backers. Uh, even as we lose some low dollar uh, backers. Uh, remember, the, the plan here, the goal here is to have the good old thousand true fans. So I will rest easy on the day when we have a thousand people giving us five bucks a month. And then I'll be like, ah, yeah, we can do this kind of indefinitely. So uh, help us get there. Spread the word. Uh, that's the thing we could really use right now. And I know, believe me, I am well aware these are horrible economic times for everybody. Uh, well, for almost everybody. But if you happen to be part of the 1% listening to this, hi there, hi there. You want to know how I'll hate you less? Uh, okay, so, um, <laughs> no, don't, I, I hate a very small number of people. I, I could I could practically list them. 
Maybe I do every night before I go to sleep. Um, wow, where'd that come from? I don't know. From places. Here's the list of people that I love, and I read off twice a week, every week, here on the show. And we get to add a couple of new names. It's exciting. It's always exciting when we get to add new names. All right. Breathe. Take it easy. Sustaining backers of No Persinium. Mark Baltazar. Jan Budman. Paul F. Lonnie Hansen. Lonnie's got some work coming soon. Ari Hurston. Ari helped fix AB5 here in California. Shout out to Ari. Freaking amazing. Sam Kinkin, Samuel Mystery, Sydney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, new backers, Alicia Mullen and Emily Gillette, and then Brittany and Elaine. All of you keeping this going, moving us forward, incredible people doing incredible things and helping little old me stay afloat. All right, enough of that. If you are so privileged as to have a VR set up at home, uh, do check out Burning Man and Venice VR. Come on down to the site, talk to us about it. Uh, if you don't know how to get onto the Slack, I'll put a link in the notes. And if you are on the Patreon, uh, you uh, get access to the Discord. And the Discord's been kind of quiet, but not for long. More on that after the interview. The caffeine is working. It is getting hotter. <laughs> I need to turn the fan on. Let's do the interview so I can do the interview so I can do that. All right. See you on the other side. Joining us via the magic of the internet from the highly anticipated Area 15 in Las Vegas, which will be home to the first Meow Wolf expansion anywhere outside of Santa Fe in terms of like a permanent thing and will feature, amongst other attractions, coming early next year, an, an interactive distillery. Uh, it's been described as the Willy Wonka of booze tours from Los Angeles' own Lost Spirits Distillery. I want to invite onto the show first Winston Fisher, the CEO of Area 15. Hello, Winston. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> and Michael Benville, who is the Chief Creative Officer. Hi, Michael. It's a pleasure to join you today. All right. Uh, I've got a chance to have a conversation with Winston uh, before. Uh, Michael, I've been on a panel with you, uh, but we've never gotten to talk. So I'm, uh, and I've wanted to talk to you, both of you guys uh, again as we got closer to the opening of Area 15. So we're recording this middle of August, and Area 15 is going to make its debut in in September. So uh, how crazy is work right now, guys? What's a personal life? It's been an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary sprint. And look, you know, it's, uh, it's a, just a pleasure to be working with such a team. Uh, there are hundreds of thousands of moving pieces to bringing a, a project like this to, to, to life. Uh, and as it's born this month in the middle of a of a, of a crazy new altered world. Um, it's really extraordinary. We'll definitely get into the altered uh, reality we found ourselves in in, in a minute. Um, but Michael, uh, maybe starting with you, could, could you tell us, for those in the audience who maybe don't know, uh, a bit of the origin story here of the project, uh, uh, of how you and Winston uh, met up, 
because um, I think it's part of the story here uh, of why this this thing is happening, and maybe starting, I guess, with what exactly is Area Fifteen, uh, because it it's it's a lot of things at once, and it's bringing some really cool things together. And we mentioned Meow Wolf, we mentioned Lost Spirits, but maybe maybe help people wrap their heads around exactly what's going to be making a debut here, because it's pretty unique. Area Fifteen is a 200 and almost 50,000 square foot complex of experiences that uh, really uh, celebrates and leverages the experience economy. Uh, it is the, uh, the brainchild of uh, Winston Fisher and, uh, and, and our, our meeting. And, um, but I think really, Winston, you sort of tell the origin story of the before Area 15 uh, beautifully. It, uh, it's this 80 some odd acres, almost 89 acres of Las Vegas, very close to the strip. And, um, and it wanted to be something, something additive, something different than what had been done before in Las Vegas. And Winston and I have the greatest respect for Las Vegas. I mean, we love this town. We, we love everything that happens, all, you know, all the craziness and the huge ideas. And, um, and in coming to build something here, we wanted to enter the market with something that, uh, that contributed rather than duplicated. And so Area 15 was really born out, out, of, out of that. How could we make something that, uh, that might satisfy the counterculture, if you would loosely describe it as that, or someone who is just really seeking adventure, someone who's seeking agency, somebody who is willing to cross the tracks to find that adventure. And when they do, someone who's really willing to lean into the experience uh, and, and make it their own. So we're not about spoon feeding our audience with every detail being spelled out. We're about casting an, an air of mystery in, in the design and the narrative and the storytelling and all of these things so that, so that the, 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 the visitor is engaged and leans in and brings their own creativity to the process. Winston, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I mean, what you've described, I, I, I would say we are an immersive entertainment company that I like to say at our at the heart of it is a storytelling company. Um, <clears throat> and for us, our storytelling is sort of this platform of wonder, innovation, excitement, authenticity, uh, risk-taking, art, commerce, uh, all these things sort of mashed together into just something really cool and genuine and you know, if you really look at the very heart of Area 15, it's, I'd say it's two little kids named Michael and Winston who got together <laughs> and, and, you know, thank God had, had, had a few shekels in our pocket and were able to, to build our dream. And it's, it's just a really cool place. Um, it's, it did start with uh, Fisher Brothers, which is my family business. We own this land and I had searched around I had a lot of ideas. I had actually planned a water park. I had planned different ideas for casinos. I and and I hadn't been able to meet anybody that could help me dream. Um, and so I would be throwing these wacky ideas across the table. And honestly, I just got a lot of blank stares. Um, so when I met Michael, we just started iterating. It was a solid, I think, two years of dreaming. And there were wacky ideas. There was burnt out spaceships with hazmat villages. Uh, we had a Tatooine bar. We, you know, we had festival grounds and, and Quonset huts and all of these things. But as you can appreciate, creativity um, requires that. 
right? Instead of getting scared of that process, which most people do, each part was additive. And the ultimate, uh, I remember we were, we were planning this and I, it, the, what really brought Area 15 together was, I said, well, if we're going to throw a warehouse party, build a warehouse. And that was like, that was the final moment where ultimately this content box was born. And it's, it's, it's evolved, but it really was um, this idea of how do you create a place where there's innovation? And that's through the people we lease space to, that's through the events that we throw, and that's through the activations that we have in the space. And they all, they all work together to make something incredible tied together with art and wonder and excitement. I think that's exactly no, right. And context is so important to Area 15. It's the, you know, we're not white labeling a lot of things and making it all Area 15. Area 15 is really a celebration of all of the, the partners and tenants and the people who have come to groups have come together to create with us. So it is a Meow Wolf and it is a Lost Spirit and it is Dueling Axes and it is, you know, uh, the incredible pieces of art and all of those things. And so in a way, Area 15 is is designed to be this sort of large tent that can house this conversation um, and create a bit of a gravitational center for, for experience because districts form. And when they do in cities and metropolises and, and places, you sort of know to go to that part of town for that sort of thing. And we wanted mm. to be the part of town you would go to for experience. And we wanted to give our tenants the ability to sort of, not sort of, we wanted to give our tenants the ability to carry the magic past their doors. So when I have, when I go to, you know, a, a sleep no more or a show like that, when I walk out the door, I want more. I want the experience to continue. Um, and uh, and so when we sat down to think about Area 15, we we scanned the world to see all of the things that had been out there that were already successful. You know, the sleep no mores and the then she fells and all of these things, which are which are great great shows. And thought, how could we extend the magic past the experience so that if it was a VR experience, you might walk out of a 10 minute experience, but you wouldn't lose the, the memory of that because you'd walk out into a wonderland and across the way you'd see the next logical thing that you'd want to see. You wouldn't be in a hostile parking lot or in a crummy, you know, lobby of some place. You'd be in a, in a world of wonder that you wanted to continue to explore. You, you used the term district and that caught my eye because, you know, there's, there's a way of thinking of, of a theme park or a resort uh, you know, I mean, here in Southern California, you've got the Disneyland Resort, and that's kind of like Anaheim's a district, and that's like a place you go, or you have something like, uh, and I have no great love of City Walk, but like, you know, City Walk's, you know, a thing, and then like there's Universal right there. Uh, I, I find the Disney version of it much more charming. But we don't really have districts, like we have, we have entertainment districts, but we don't have, but those are kind of st- Static. Does that does that make sense to you guys? So. Like that? Yeah, they are static. Yeah. We're so yeah. We love Disney and we love all of these things. You know, if if there's anything that we're doing, it's standing on the shoulders of, of giants to work out what's what's the next beat. You know, but I agree. Um, Winston, you were going to say uh, a district can feel static if it's not alive, right? It's not growing. Hundred percent, right? What's it's it's. I mean, everything is changing. You need rotation, you need engagement. There's actually, I would say, a guiding principle is we say from spectator to participant. 
And so much of what we see today is spectator, right? There's, you do have a cool district and they've got some stuff, but there's no actual, there's no real engagement, right? There are little overlays, but how do you actually create that where the consumer is, is uh, literally engaged? They, they are the, they're participating in everything that happens there and they have control of their sort of their journey. And districts don't do that today. And that's what we are trying to accomplish. I can't say we're going to do it perfectly. I don't mean to imply because, but it's a different way of approaching it. It's a different way of putting stuff together. And it's putting it together by, we're actually quite selective of who comes into Area 15 and what we'll do because that matters, right? The curation is so important. And I don't feel like a lot of districts curate today, right? Or or it's so brand driven that it loses its soul. And we, we want to keep that. And we, we curate it as, I mean, we're, we're pretty fanatical. And that goes to, you have to be, if you're a storytelling company, be true to your story. <laughs> it's uh, so it's true actually. At, I, at launch, I'll go for it, Michael. Well, I was gonna say uh, maybe, you know, seven, eight months ago, I can't remember when it was, Winston was uh, was having, a, uh, he was saying, you know, I. I uh, we, we need to have more leases. We need to have more, you know, signed leases, et cetera. And we are, by the way, building an extra building right now because we have so much uh, going on. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, the head of our real estate, Clark, looked at me and said, well, Winston, I mean, honestly, you said no to 100,000 square feet of leases uh, because it, they weren't up to par. They weren't the right thing. And you guys have turned down so much stuff that you can't be complaining that we don't have leases. But I think that that's, that's the point is that it's not it's not enough to have something amazing and then put right next to it some banal um you know i don't know i don't want to knock anything out there that's uh, in the world but just a banal experience so we've we've really really um i think chosen the right partners um the ones that uh that can can really see us through to to, to something extraordinary and we haven't filled in all the gaps or written all the answers it's this is this is not photorealism it's more sort of cubism you know it's it, it takes a lot for the visitor to sort of see how how all the pieces fit together and why and there's more than tenants right i mean it starts with yeah. but also you have the events you've got uh, art. which are interesting right but, but, but the art the activations, we actually have a whole augmented reality experience that you can discover the secret story of Area 15 by putting on these cool welding masks uh, that have AR built into it. We've got a, a, it's like a zip line system inside that people can zip along 20 to 30 feet in the air through the spine um, overhead. It's like an art, it's, it's a more thrilling art tour, I guess you could say. Uh, the power, power power, yeah. And the birdlies that yeah. are all and creative creature, uh, 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 you know, cladding. Um, Psychedelic like bird nests that they sit in. So it has intention um, to everything that we do. And it's, again, it's, 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 it's a vision, but it's not just our vision. It's, it's bringing stuff together and, and letting different creative people add to it, right? So I, I like to think it's very open source, not closed. And so much of this stuff is closed today. And whereas we are, you know, it's very funny, like the storefronts, we have absolute um, approval rights over the storefronts that happen for, for tenants. And the technical part that we care about is lighting levels because of the way the place is lit, so we care. But after that, 
we, we say, we're not going to tell you what to do, but if we deem it to be boring or not creative, it's not approved. And a few tenants, I mean, they all love it in one sense, but we've had to push them and they've all risen to the occasion because we won't accept the same old thing. We just want you be you, but you got to do it for real. Like let it out there, let it <laughs> sing. If you're not going to do it, then, then don't then don't build a storefront like that, right? We won't allow it um, with events, right? Like how do you, you know, we want, we want people who are willing to, you know, look, not every, create something cool, create something fun, have great music. Um, it's a place to come, enjoy content. Yeah, and it's a place to walk at in the launch, door. Yeah, go on, sorry. Oh, sorry, at, at launch, what are people gonna, going to encounter? And, and, and sort of like in the, over the course of like the first few months of, of the, the, the public unveiling, well, what's, what's this gonna be like? I'll take a stab at the entry and maybe you, you take the, the pieces beyond. Sound good? Yeah, sure. Uh, great. Good. So on arrival to Area 15, you will find yourself under a gorgeous, you know, cornflower blue Las Vegas sky with the light probably bright, unless you're coming at night. Um, the Art Island uh, will be the first thing that you encounter, which has big, large uh, format pieces of, uh, of festival art. Um, just some really in incredible uh, pieces. Um, there's uh, um, uh, Mecha 9, there's an incredible robot, there's uh, uh, the, the, the Vega signs. There's uh, just a, a place that you can walk through and really see this, this gorgeous stuff. And then as you step through the portal, which is the, the huge sort of 34 foot high bunker A that you step in, you'll step in through this, this light portal that'll adjust your eyes from light to dark. And then you'll pass through the tunnel. And the first thing that you behold is this extraordinary um, skull, Shujimoji. It's this, uh, oh, it's got it 16 feet tall and on a pedestal. And it's lit by four or five different projectors and it's 3D projection mapped. It's, it's amazing. And then as your eyes adjust and you pass through that, uh, you'll pass through uh, Wild Muse, which has of all of our um, incredible sort of festival gear and art and beautiful things that uh, can be purchased. On the left-hand side will be uh, 300 linear feet of Meow Wolf's uh, fully themed wall, um, which uh, uh, is just a, a sight to behold. Above you will be uh, Haley's Comet, which is the uh, the powered zip line that uh, that uh, Winston was describing. And then as you round the corner on that, you'll step into uh, are uncommons. You'll have passed along the way uh, the Lost Spirits Distillery and and uh, and uh, some activations that are right there under Haley's Comet, um, the projection mapped brain and and things. And you'll step into our uncommons. And at that point, there'll be some of Henry Chang's uh, vehicles uh, there. One Valerian Steel, which is just a, an exceptional uh, piece of piece of art. And Winston, you want to take over from here and describe uh, the tree and, and all? I got you halfway there. No, I think I think you're. I I I I'll give the more technical answer after as the unveiling. <laughs> you're going. You're on a roll. Keep going. All right, fantastic. Uh, adjacent to that is the uh, is the Oddwood. Um, which is uh, anchored by this uh, fantastic Symmetry Labs tree, um, a, a tree with thousands of individually addressable LED lights that dim and pulse and are in fact connected to our AR game, which you, uh, which you can explore. Um, that's Oddwood. That's a sort of central bar. If you, you scan up and you'll see an entire mezzanine level that runs another 300 feet with uh, um, five iron and all the different... Uh, uh, tenants up 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 on there. Wink World will be there, uh, which is our our, our our director of cool shit uh, is uh, is creating Wink World. That's uh, Chris Wink. Uh, is Winston? You were going to say? 
Well, I was going to say, I think just I'll, I'll throw the technical in there. Yeah. Um, you're going to see, and there's more to describe, that essentially everything in the spine is open. Uh, we have a portal experience, which is going to be a, a uh, and Michael can maybe not say the name, but we can describe what's coming. But there's then going to be a rollout of tenants that they open up over the next few months. So not everything is open day one. Um, all that excitement Michael described is open, but like Wink World, uh, Five Iron, that's that's going to be subsequent months, uh, October, November, uh, that that stuff comes online. Yeah. And, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I was saying we always called, uh, to, you know, 2020 the year of, of openings. And so it is, you know, we we're, we settle into to the whole spine and the whole space as it comes online. Yeah. You know, Way. Yeah, we have an 8,000 square foot projection map experience that's going to be open to the public, which is going to be really cool. And then we're creating a pop-up restaurant in our outdoor event space. so that And that will be a great place to come and eat. It's going to be good, good to get food. You're actually going to be able to do, you know, if there's a football game also, right? Because it's still content, right? So there's going to be um, a bunch of really cool things to do. And then over, as Michael said, over the next few months, you're going to get to things like Wink World, five, uh, Dueling Axis, which is super cool. We've got a virtual reality um, experience, uh, Blacklight, uh, that's going to be coming from France, which is incredible, which will be an escape the room. Uh, Lost Spirits is going to open up in early 2021. Uh, Meow Wolf will open up in early 2021. Uh, Emporium, a barcade, uh, will open up also again in that uh, October, February time. So stuff starts coming online, but all of the um, the art, the activations, the excitement is there. And it's I got to tell you, it's fun to walk in because when you go through that front entrance, it's there's no world like this. It's really really cool, and it's just magical um and it's everything like all of these experiences feel like they're fantasy experiences in this sort of mystical world that you're there um and you get to go in and enjoy them michael you got something to add i mean <laughs> i how long do you have <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, the uh, show is usually about an hour give or take so yeah, um, exactly. You know what? What I will say is this: is um, I don't know if you know the story of sort of you know the boy with the magic brush and and everything you drew and painted and it all comes to life. I mean, that's that's really what it's feeling like right now. Um, and we've had, you know, in in my career and with uh, Benville Studios, my studio, the projects that we get to work on are really exceptional, and each and every one is special. And this one has such a such a place in um, in my heart because it's a Boy, it, it really is, Winston. It's what you said. It's like I brought my Star Wars toys and you brought your comics and we sat down and we uh, started to collaborate with some really, really wonderful people and just built the we built the place that I, I always wanted as a kid. You know, when I was a kid, I used to go to the mall and 5% of the mall was dedicated to my interests, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. and when we got the chance to really work on this, I think we both agreed, like, let's make a space that's got everything dedicated to our interests. You know, the whole place is that way. There won't be a part of it that doesn't kind of want to pull me in. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, a, it's an extraordinary moment to, 
to have that magic brush drawing come to life and to be walking through it this close to the to the commissioning you know it's a it's a you, you get that you know that sort of captain kirk uh or you get those the with the they, they do it in star trek all the time there's in the movies where they they come to the enterprise and they sort of see the rebuilt enterprise and they kind of come up to the big massive thing and you know that's this big swelling music and all of that every time i walk through the space these days i, I feel that i feel the closeness of that and i'm also reminded of uh, sort of what they say there the, uh, when they're out in the field you they, they don't teach you that at starfleet so we're we're heading into this uh this this period right now of of all those last minute pivots and shifts and additions and tweaks and you know because the entire thing is coming together and uh you know a cook will make you a great meal but a chef will make you a great meal that gets the table hot and that's uh that's really where we are right now let's let's talk about the the shifts and the pivots because uh, i have to imagine uh that with all the work that you've been doing the past few years to get uh this 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 beast of a dream uh on its feet and open to the public that like like for so many creative people the the pandemic just coming in and ruining everyone's lunch got to be a bit of a, of a heartbreaker, but also something that's caused you to, to, to adjust a little bit here in this, in this last run up. Um, so maybe you guys can talk a little bit about how the, the current crisis is, is affecting plans and, and what you're doing to kind of shore I up. Yeah. I'd start by saying that, uh, of course it, it has, you know, Tremendous ramifications and and, uh, and and affects the world. It's extraordinary uh, how it does so. And um, I, I know that uh, you know working with Winston through this and uh, has been um, an exceptional time because from the first day of it, it was all about. We just looked at it and we said, how how do we move forward? How do we make actionable steps? How do we keep things safe and centered and on? On target as much as we can, so that there's a and there's a we try to put some sort of normalcy into our teams' lives and into the work and everything, so that this has a, a trajectory and a forward momentum that we could all hang on to and that keeps us sane through through all of this. Um, much more to say, but Winston, what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is it starts with. Um, one, it's tremendously sad. It's it's a it's a stressful time, right? This is we're at one hundred and seventy thousand people dead. Um, it's it's sort of hard to fathom that that's happened, and we have you know the the economic loss and small businesses and people in our industry, right? This is this is decimating people. So it's it's a strange time and it's a sad time. Um, and for Area Fifteen, you know, you Michael said it is. But we we have to go forward. Um, we I, I've always looked at this as what we're building is that platform, and there's some serious consequences. Look, our event business has been decimated, right? As everybody else's, we had an incredible book of business. Uh, we got to do one event, um, and then then obviously the pandemic hit, and that's that's for the foreseeable future. What, what really Area 15 wants to be, right? Where you can do that 5,000 person concert and you can have a DJ set playing for a thousand people. As you know, you can't do that. Um, but we are a platform. And so this was all about finishing. Um, where, 
safety, you know, institute safety. But the room I described, what we call the portal, it's our 8,000 square foot uh, event space room. And it's got four walls of projection mapping. Well, okay, so we're not doing events, but we're actually turning it into an experience of projection mapping. And then we put some projection mapping on the floor, not the whole floor, but on the floor. And so we took we took this room that was going to be an amazing place for a DJ set, and now it's going to have an incredible uh, artistic visual display. We looked at our outdoor event space. Again, that doesn't, you know, you can put 5,000 people out there. Um, we're turning it into a pop-up restaurant, and then we can do certain limited events. And so while not perfect, how do we pivot? How do we get things um it's set up, you know, our tenants, they, you can go into them. I mean, look, if you want to go tour Wink World, you can social distance through it and get an amazing experience. Axe throwing, the same thing. Um, you get your own individual lane, right? So there's great things to do. Museum Fiasco, which is play modes, this incredible 5,000 square foot sound light, sound light experience where you've got columns of light and pulsate, pulsating to music and it's just the bass is in your soul. Well, it's 5,000 square You can have people go through that safely. And so it, it we're, we're pivoting and we're, we're adapting and we're introducing things that we weren't going to do before because this place lends itself to that and we can partner and we're partnering with people that we weren't partnering with because they're like oh your space works for us now um or we have the time uh, or this is we always wanted to be with you and and we can focus so we're kind of lucky that way uh, but you have to be innovative right yeah yeah, I think we're all in this moment where everyone's having to reinvent themselves. And yeah. you guys you guys are we're about the reinvention business. From day one, we the Area 15 is designed as a place of reinvention. Right? And it goes back to that sort of the comic we were just talking about, like when you talk about the entertainment district static, the art changes. Now, obviously Meow Wolf is is permanent, right? Some of the stuff is permanent, but not everything's permanent. The what we sell in in the wild news boutique can change um you know we can introduce different activations uh different events different experiences so it's all about reinvention so it's just part of our dna yeah so it's exciting i mean scary but it's it's we're, we're fortunate i should say well, that we I have that we're ability also, we're also uh we're, we also want to be uh, when it's when the time is right. This the landing pad for what has been an ex explosion of, of creativity um, and uh, you know and 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 thinking and design and recalibration and and uh, and people thinking through what do I want to really do with my life? What do I want to do next? I, I hope I really hope that we're entering into a, a world that re-entering into a world that's going to place the, the sort of the banality of consumerism off to the side and really dig into uh, a, 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 the authentic is now too used a word, but a, a sort of a present and a, and a, and a, and a realness um, in what they seek. Uh, and, and we want to deliver on that. We, we, we've, it's very important to us um, that we, 
that we not try to spell out a reality, that we really uh, give an opportunity for, for people to, to react and bring a reality to, to the space. And we think it's going to be needed uh, as, as maybe never before. We felt it would be needed before. Um, and, you know, we're, we're not a cure by any, you know, in any way, shape or form. But we, we do believe that someday people will be able to gather again. Um, it'll begin in small numbers and we'll do that safely. Uh, and, um, and then as larger numbers can gather and as one day we you know, move through all of this and we can, we can resume the, the, the world as we knew it before, uh, we want it to have a, a, a real authenticity in a, in a, in a place. And, and that's part of the love with which Area 15 is, is, is created. Yeah, you know, we've already had this like acceleration in the culture away from using physical space for just retail alone. Um, and, and now with the way that, and we had that whole movement towards, you know, co-working spaces and sort of the, the deconstruction of the office as a thing, everything about the current moment seems to have accelerated those exact forces. And yet the human instinct to gather uh, I mean, that's, that's, it's a fundamental need for our species. Like we are a social species, uh, right. nothing else we need you to keep the species going in a technical sense. Um, we're, we're not, we're not getting cloned like Kryptonians yet. Uh, I hope we don't <laughs> yes. get there. Um, well, you know, unless, unless we can actually make Kryptonians, that's another thing. Um, but in area 15 as a, as a place that is a, um, we, we talk about it sometimes, uh, the importance of why why in this technological age would we be so obsessed with building a physical space a brick and mortar space we we actually believe in it because of how much we believe in in the way technology can also bring us together the more technology brings us together and in some ways d divides us the more we long and crave physical spaces to be together but that doesn't mean we necessarily need to be in those physical spaces without our technology and part of the part of the um Part of the things that are so interesting about Area 15 is it's this, it's this, uh, this, this testing zone where we can start to think how how do our worlds blend? How is it to to be virtually in a place and actually in a space and or augmented in a space? And what are the different levels of reality that you're passing through when you're passing through an Area 15? Right now. The, they'll feel very, you know, the, you will choose to go do the VR experience with Backlight or you'll choose to do an augmented reality here and you'll, you'll do a real reality navigating uh, Meow Wolf, if you can call that anything other than a pan-dimensional wonderland, I don't know. Uh, but you're toggling in and out of these different places. And then ab ab above and around that, we're going to be creating over time our metaverse that will link all of the Area 15 uh, together in, in, in the metaverse around it. And then it'll link other physical nodes of Area 15s as, as they grow. Um, this is one of the reasons we're so delighted to be partnered with Intel um, and why they, I think, have taken such an interest in, in what it is that we're doing. We, we really want to explore the boundaries between all of these different realities, but we also want to be, we want to be uh, careful about how how a human being is loaded into these worlds and, and that it not be this abrasive, harsh, you know, stripping feeling, that it be something that actually feels like like stepping into the perfect temperature water. You know, when water is the, the temperature of your body and you just you get into it and you feel like you're home. That's that's really what we're going for. I know that feeling. I know that you feeling. Know that feeling. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, AR and VR experiences and then, you know, live physical experiences people can, can access. Uh, have you also been exploring, and I think we can also like jump into some of the theory behind all this, which is, which is always fascinating to me. It's my, the core of my nerdetry, but uh, are you exploring like, you know, using apps? I mean, one of the things that's been really interesting that I, that I didn't expect to enjoy out of what Disney did over with uh, Galaxy's Edge is they, they put a lot of their narrative content into the app. Um, there's there's a lot to be discussed about whether or not they cut physical things from the park and then shove that into the app and just like, well, we did it. Uh, but but there is there is something about the way it reveals a layer of the story. Um, and, and But it's also something that kind of exists on the device that people are already bringing with them. Uh, or, you know, like the AR app at uh, the House of Eternal Return and revealing revealing that layer. So are, are those the kind of things you guys are exploring or, or are going to be bringing online? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, mean, I mean, there's, there's, there will be an app. There will be, some of it will have obviously just basic functionality, right? How do you get tickets? But also then how do you engage with that app? And what does it expand to? And um, the vision of Area 15 is very much that we are starting physical, but ultimately uh, we see the future as a seamless blend of digital and physical um, and, and, and remains to be seen how that obviously unfolds, but that is going to be a connection through your phone. That's going to be a connection through a different wearables. That will be obviously your computer, but you have to have technology, your app help you with engagement before, during, and after the experience. And then and, using it for other things. So, yeah. yeah. And if you'd like, and, you know, if, if you were to look at the sort of the great religions of the world, which are ideas, um, the ones that have are anchored by, uh, by, by physical places and places that you can go to are, are a great sort of synergy. They mash up really nicely, right? Because there's something that you can contemplate in your, your head as an idea, but then you can go to a place where, you can actually make the pilgrimage to it, um, and that that's that's important to us. Yeah, I mean, physical is it goes back to what you just said. You you cannot. People are craving physical experience. People are are looking. Technology is an enhancement, but technology is deeply unsatisfying as the primary. It just doesn't build that connection. In fact, it, it actually even hurts your brain on some level, right? Like, you know, Zoom, the microscopic, the, the, the microsecond delays is exhausting to, to, to participate in. Um, so how do we, how do we have that physical and then things like the app? That's what's, that's that next level of connection that enhances, but uh, we, we, we both are so important. And we started with the physical, obviously. I mean, I, I'm thinking about how as, as you know, brick and mortar retail has sort of gotten a little bit exhausted and as just, just the sheer amount of content online has exploded, that's gone hand in hand with the Disney parks just becoming more and more popular and able to withstand greater and greater price hikes. Um, and, and you still see like, so many thousands of people uh, I mean to the point of 
as soon as it was possible for the park to be open in Florida, you had people lining up in cars. Mm. Like that desire is is absolutely intense. And I think that there's something, Michael, to to you know, it it, it can feel slightly ridiculous to start thinking in terms of, of religion, but it's actually spot on in that the the need to embody experience, the need to commune you know with a location like the idea of a, of a sacred place you know the the home of your heart mm-hmm. is is an essential part of the human experience and the home of your heart something hmm? at the home of your heart is a wonderful expression it's lovely oh and i think just pop out of my brain it's like yeah. it's a never-ending improv class here um <laughs> but but the that 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 need to be able to to go out of yourself to go into yourself and it's it's the kind of thing that humans have always made but it's something that we're not i think we're only like eh, maybe maybe in the in the history of 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 studying all this stuff people have been aware of it before but i feel like it's it's part of our 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 grand culture that we're starting to become aware that no, this is, this is part of what humans do is they build these places of wonder and contemplation and joy um, because it's, it's such a fundamental part of what it, what it means to be human. And it's, it's, it's better than all the other modalities we have. It's, it's, it's better than work. It's better it's than our senses. It is. It's all of our senses. I mean, that is, and it, it's not just our senses, but it's our emotions. And, and we don't we don't believe too that this should be a, a, a gated uh, experience, you know, uh, to to be able to offer this. I mean, Area Fifteen is is free to get in through the door and to experience the the spine and the first levels of the art and things. And there's always going to be things going on because we really think that there should be uh, a dignified experience for anybody who chooses to be curious and wants to see some wonder. Uh, you know, and so we didn't want to sort of close off the whole thing and make it something that was a, you know, a gated world that, you know, only people who had money or access or time, uh, you know, off could, could go. We wanted to make something that was going to be open at late, late hours and at all different times where you could just go and experience something. Now you can choose your own adventure and go more deeply into it uh, by, by going into a tenant experience or all that. But there's a lot that you'll be able to see just by by walking in the door and deciding that you, you want to have a, one of our you know amazing ice creams or uh, something like 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 that and and because I I don't know I like to I like to feel that life is you know Amelie the movie Amelie uh, oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. that's what that's what Still a on the DVD. you want you want the world to be winking at you a little bit you know uh, and 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 letting you know that you're that you're alive. That it that it gets the, the the hard days, but it also gives you those little winks of, of joy and, and makes you know that you know the sun also rises, and uh, and if you can lose yourself in our doors and find your way to some ad- adventure or just meet somebody because you're sitting under our sanctuary, this you know magnificent uh, bamboo uh, you know creation from uh, from Ibuku in Bali, uh, that's 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 actually an ex- an experience also. It need not be a, a you know necessarily a, a ticketed thing. It's just being there uh, that we think is going to, to to lift people's souls. 
Yeah, I think sometimes people lose sight of you know the the park part of of a theme park. Not that, not that what you guys are built as a theme park, but but the 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 role of a park in in all of our in all of our lives that that place where you can just sort of pick a trail, start going, and you know maybe it's something that's been highly curated or, or maybe it's raw nature, you know, but um, I know I love getting lost in Griffith park. I, I used to love getting lost in the Arboretum in San Francisco, which is a completely manufactured space. Um, I used to love getting, you know, the, taking the tour of the mall um, right by, right by my school. And we had, we had one right next to the university. So it's like, that's where I would go and walk and think. Um, and, and it would be a little lot better to be in a giant art park, uh, having those strolls and having those having those think alongs than uh, than just oh look I'm at Macy's again. Well, exactly, it's a whole different. Um, I think I think the traditional retail experience has lost it, obviously for what it can do online, but they're not the brands commoditize themselves. Right. What they, I think there's actually a reinvention mm. of tra- traditional retail coming, but it's not going to be the resurgence of, of the store in the traditional sense. It's the brand needs to sell its essence and create connection. And then you can buy their product online or in the store or wherever. But you need to focus on that connection. That's what the immersive world has understood and is doing. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like because we're people, it's it's. No matter how logical of a human you are, it's always feelings first. Like, like it, it hits you before you you realize it. Just about anything in reality, um, the brain catches up to the experience and then starts rationalizing or, or plotting or scheming. But it, the the if the sensibility hooks you, then then you're in for the ride. Hundred percent. I mean, that's, yeah, you. Yes, you know, it, be genuine, it, be authentic, it, be, be real, be true. Uh, that, and those are easy words to say. But I think one of the reasons actually Disney people will pay increasing amounts, whereas I don't think they would. Have, I, I don't mean anything bad against Six Flags because I, I think Six Flags is really fun. I go with my kids every year. But, you know, Six Flags is, a, is an amusement park. You go there. Disney is is a religious experience, right? You are every, you know, there's a great article, like everything is themed there down to the, to the trash cans. It's truly immersive and they've built these incredible connections and you feel like when I went into Star Wars land, I was like, oh my God, my childhood is alive, right? I mean, that's, (laughs) there's, I don't know any place else that does that, honestly. Um, I'd like to think we're, we're going to do something like that. I will actually say, I think Meow Wolf, when you go into the House of Eternal Return, does something close. Uh, that They're like that. They have, they're, they're so genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lost Spirits, for what they do, is incredibly the same thing. Um, and that's why they're disproportionately successful. But there's so many places you do have to, you have to have that true wonder. And, and shouldn't we live in this world, shouldn't we live at the dawn of, of this age? And I mean, and Disney did, you know, did really, really codify it, you know, and, and did it to such a, a great level that we can all respect and love it. I mean, we go all the time. 
Um, it's a it's an annual pilgrimage uh, in my childhood and in my adult life too. I, I celebrated my birthday there two years ago, not this one, but the last one. Now I, I love everything there is about uh, how they they create their worlds and their attentions to detail. And what I love also is that we're now living in this age where where creator after creator is they're taking that chance to put out their piece, their object, their they're to band together in groups and to to put on a, a, a play or an immersive piece to, to to band together with technological friends. We're solving these things and merging all these platforms together. And we're we're living in a a, a golden age of of creativity and self-expression and collective expression that can actually be turned into viable businesses. It, and and not just viable businesses. Viable businesses that are the that are the, the the thing that the that people are looking towards as being the solution. Um, it's, it was that that was the case before everything happened with COVID. It is certainly even more the case uh, following. This is the age of the creator. Uh, it is the the time and place for for creatives to band together with um, with people who really know and understand entrepreneurship and business to create viable experiences that can move the human soul and spirit and it's an it's actually important work uh people want it people and but more importantly people need it we need to feel that we're alive we need to feel that we have a purpose and a place and that our lives are not you know uh that with some banal uh, uh assembly line existence it's never going to amount to anything when we get to a place of, of, of space where we can actually express our souls and be free and, and inhabit the avatar that we want to be, whether that's actually virtually or physically or costumed or, or whatever it is, that's a that's an important, important time. It's an important time for our country and it's important an important time for the world. And Area 15 wants to be the place that 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 moves with that tide, that collects anybody who wants to come along our, our journey in that tide. Uh, with that rising tide and um, and and change 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 the world. There's something to the the idea of, of looking at what you know civilizations have built, right? The Egyptians built the pyramids uh, during the, the Middle Ages. It was cathedrals kind of rolled on into banks at one point, and then we were building office buildings, we we're building malls, and and the, the the crazy thing about something like a Disneyland and everything that's followed in its wake and and the moment we have now you know and and you know the House of Eternal Return is such a, a watershed moment because it was this you know recontextualization of a space into a place of wonder uh, something that punched past what you know a simple roadside attraction would be into into being this this kind of insane level of detail and this suggestion of, of there being something more. Um, I, I look at, you know, the past couple of decades of these these moves towards making more theme parks, whether it's a big company doing it or these moves towards creating these like amusement centers that, that weren't quite the scale of a district. And then they kind of fell back like Disney trying to do Disney Quest or or all these these, these little little attempts and the technology hadn't quite gotten there yet where it was it was simple and the need hadn't quite gotten there yet and now it feels like we've got all the tech um we've, we've got the space and more than anything else we we've, we've got the need and so yeah we, we do stand at this this moment where you know maybe if we're all lucky spaces like this are the big thing we're going to spend the next 
couple of centuries building. <laughs> We're, we are ambitious, so we, we do think that um, you know Area 15 isn't just for Vegas, frankly. Um, it's it's meant to be bigger. It's meant to be more. It's meant to expand. I mean, we're expanding on the campus already. But I think this is, look, I, it's, you know, I don't want, it's, there's not, I don't mean this arrogantly, but I do think this is part of this next evolution, right? What does it really mean? Where do we have wonder and excitement? And all the stuff we talked about, engagement, but it, it's not as, I see there's some people who can obviously do it, but there's going to be a lot of people you have to, you have to not be scared of being uncomfortable and being different. And I actually say to people, I was like, the riskiest thing you can do is build what exists today. I mean, that's just a commodity and that's not what the world's looking for. So how do you continue to push the envelope and not by being weird? That's, that's actually you know, that's good for maybe some small stuff, but by actually by being innovative and different and not scared of the experiences. And by the way, accepting some failure. We don't claim everything's going to be perfect. It can change, but we're, we'll, we'll have some stuff that doesn't work and we'll change it out and some art that doesn't look right and then we'll move it. So you have to, you have to be willing to, to go through that whole process. We're nearing the end of our hour, and we're nearing uh, the the arrival, uh, the launch of, of uh, Area 15. What are each of you looking forward to uh, having out there the most uh, when you get people in the doors? What's what's the thing? What's the thing that's like top of your list uh, for? Oh, thank goodness, this is this is here. <laughs> it's, it's live. <laughs> oh God! I'll tell um, you, I I know uh, I'll. I know what I feel. Um, it's not actually a thing. Um, something I, I talk about all through our design process, but uh, it's the, you know, when I was a, in college, I used to look out at the quad and I would see the, the, uh, the, the paths that moved the people, you know, the students back and forth. And I marveled at the uh, architects who designed that. And then I really marvel at the, the dirt paths, you know, the paths that people actually forge um, in those quads that, that, that are the way that people actually move and flow. So one of the things I'm looking forward to most is uh, is seeing the the thing that we've created tested. You know, a, a ship doesn't float until it floats. You you build it in a shipyard, but you don't know whether it floats until you put it in the water. And we know this floats because the the component parts are also strong. But um, but I'm really really looking forward to seeing how people move through it, and then being able to to pivot and adjust and add and imagine all the things that we'll add next. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, I'd say this has been, we've put our heart and soul into this. I mean, when I tell you this is a passion for myself and Michael, um, everything, our essence is in this place. And so that's exciting. It's real and it's scary. And so what you're, I'm looking at, you do want to see, I hope everybody shares that same wonder and excitement and awe and just childlike, like, you know, excitement for, for the place. Um, and that's what I'm looking for because there's so much to enjoy and it's going to unfold. And I, and I hope people have the, they're, they're on the journey with us through this sort of exciting time. All right. Well, Winston and Michael, thank you both for coming 
and uh, talking with me about uh, Area 15 uh, on the on the eve of the launch. Uh, this has been a long time coming, and uh, I'm 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 glad. I'm really glad you guys are opening because I'm glad there's something to look forward to <laughs> in a year that's been really weird. Uh, to know that uh, that uh, some some of the the alternate timeline we were all looking forward to. Uh, it is not lost to us, and Area 15 has been a big part of that for a while. Well, so, Noah, thanks, we're, we're huge fans of uh, of No Premium, and uh, we just uh, we endeavor to live up to your uh, your your very uh, curated and uh, elevated eye. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> we're excited, and thank you so much. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank Winston and Michael for being our guests on the show today. Area 15 begins its soft open on September 17th. Reservations are required. There will be limited capacity because of this thing we're all experiencing. And uh, yeah, uh, first come, first served. Doesn't cost anything. But if you want to check it out, better get those tickets. All right. Um... Let's talk about a couple of things. Uh, I'm really wired. Uh, I had cold brew. That's probably why. First thing, uh, mention the Discord. The Discord has been quiet. Quiet for a couple of reasons. One, uh, we were going to do more interviews in there, but the audio thing we were using in there is getting a little janky sometimes. And so uh, just the number of times we had connectivity problems with people. Uh, not so good, but got a scheme. And uh, when do I not have a scheme? Uh, those of you who have badges for the Here Summit Festival, which is supposed to take place in March, uh, or who, who bought them, who, whoever bought them, if you ever held on to it uh, at any point, and those of you who are Patreon backers, you're getting invited to a weekend event we're doing on October 3rd and 4th. We're going to hold a town hall every day and we're going to do some cafe sessions and we're talking with some folks uh, who might lead some other sessions and some other salons. It's going to be a big hangout, some of which is on Zoom, some of which is on Discord. And, you know, we might play around with some other stuff uh, because those are the kind of people we are. This is not going to be a big ticketed event. Uh, it's, it's not meant to replace the summit it's meant to be a fall hangout uh and it's meant to have a bit of a chill vibe even though we're going to be we're going to be tackling some big issues uh but the the goal here is to facilitate conversation amongst us all not to have people talking at people i don't i don't like conferences i don't like people talking at people people talking with people which is hilarious because I host a podcast where I do like 10 minute long rants. So, but no, seriously, I get all of that out in here. I want to hear people going back and forth. So October 3rd and 4th, anyone who ever had a badge to hear, uh, anyone, uh, who is a Patreon backer of no pro, uh, here backers, we will be doing partial refunds for everybody. This is going to go out in an email, uh, over the weekend, along with information about the event, uh, the lineup of which, because we, we've got some speaker and facilitator type folks, but like I'm nailing that down. Uh, so I don't want to announce anything. 
Don't want to say any names. I'm very excited about some of the names I've got to say. Don't want to say anything yet because I'm double checking. Because we started playing this like a month and a half ago and then life happened and it's like, oh, are you still available that weekend? Um, things got messy. Um, things are really messy. Anyway, uh, they're doing okay now though. Uh, money. Partial refunds. Uh, partial because uh, we were so close to the event that money had gotten spent that we were not able to get back. The way it's going to work, though, is when we're able to have an event again, you will be able to get a ticket, get your badge back. Uh, in the worst case scenario, uh, you will get a discount based on what your refund lacked. And in the best case scenario, which is what I'm really hoping for, you will be able to buy your badge back at what we refunded you. So, for instance, uh, $200 uh, badges, the, the student rate, uh, those are getting $150 back, so it's less $50. We split out the pain amongst everybody. Um, in a future scenario where those have to be $250 bucks because inflation in the economy, yada, yada, uh, you would only pay $200. In the ideal situation, we get enough sponsorship. Uh, it would just be 150, even if other folks might have to pay more, uh, even if new folks. So we're we're gonna do what we can uh, to make sure that everyone is made whole. That's very important to me. If I could have everybody over and just cook everybody brunch um, and have everybody talk, that would be the ideal form of it. That's like all I want to do is make all of you pancakes all of the time. And yes, we can get a separate griddle for the gluten free folks. Um, I'm not kidding. We would do that. I would totally do that. I just like watching people eat pancakes. And I love making them. I really do. Anyway, I'm not hungry. Um, <laughs> when I stopped thinking about the weekend of the 3rd and 4th as being like, we're going to do an event, we're going to have a ticketing site, um, and started thinking of it's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with everybody. I got really into the idea again. So that little change of paradigm from you're hosting a thing to, hey, I want to talk to folks. Uh, and so by next week, I should be able to tell you the folks that we're going to be uh, talking with. And I'm just over the moon about who they are and what the plan is. And yeah, it should be pretty good. I hope, I hope that if you're a badge holder or you're a Patreon backer, you're going to be there. And again, release some more details as we go on. And then if people want to join in, hey, guess what? Patreon back. That's how you do it. So there's a plan here. There's always a plan. There's always a scheme. All right. That's all of that. Catch us in VR. Check out everything immersive. Uh, check out the site check out no pro lots of reviews new stuff some interesting articles going to come up this weekend uh i am aiming to get the webbed toes material out over this weekend it is a three-day weekend after all and i think you know about four four and a half hours worth of discussion of uh cartoon ducks feels like the right thing to do uh, particularly those of us who need to just be like hiding in our basements. Oh, right. We don't have basements in Los Angeles. There you go. I do hope this finds you well. I know how hard things are right now for all of us. And I really look forward to getting to hear your voice. And <laughs> before this time next year, getting to see you.
I do. I miss you all. All right, let's do the credits. Let's do the credits. Let's start, of course, with our Patreon backers, our sustaining backers again. Uh, our latest sustaining backers, Alicia Mullen and Emily Gillette. Thank you both so much. They join Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, Samuel Mistry, Sydney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, Brittany and Elaine. Oh my God, that is amazing. The executive editor of No Persinium is Catherine Yu. The developer of Everything Immersive is Chris Grimm. I am your publisher and your host, Noah Nelson. The music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of Los Angeles' own Speakeasy Society. Why am I so cheery right now? I think it's the cold brew. I know it is. Have an excellent weekend. And until next time, thank you for wearing the mask. <laughs>